Welcome to the Thrive Church weekly message. We hope that you enjoy this podcast from Pastor Glenn Fraser, and we hope that it blesses you. For any more information on this sermon or any additional resources, visit us at thrivechurch.co.nz. So good to be here today. Welcome, if you're new or visiting uh, with us this morning, yeah, just pray and hope that you're having an awesome time this Sunday. Man, you guys sound so good today. Like, this band is incredible, and uh, many of them just kind of poured out all week as well at Storm Camp, so... Go you team, you're amazing. Um, You may notice these new round uh, pulpit style things here. They're pretty cool, aren't they? Um, These turned up on my doorstep a couple of days ago and and, um, as a gift for the church. And the person who made them wants to remain anonymous. And so thank you if you are here today. And um, it's pretty awesome, eh? Like these, this is, they're beautiful. They're really, really cool. So that's the pulpits out of the way. <laughs> hey, this morning we're going to um, just, it's just going to be a little bit more uh, of a heart for the house style uh, message today. And so I'm going to invite a, um, a couple of our trustees up uh, to share this morning as well. And it's a wee bit more of a family news style day and we'll celebrate a few things and then speak to a couple of things as well. And um, we'll get the whole thing done and it's going to be amazing. Come on. I just want to honour a few people just on the get-go as well. And so I'm just wondering if Lynn and Debbie and Jared and Mitch and Liz could all be upstanding. Now, yeah, let's put our hands together for these guys. They are... They're awesome. These guys are our pastoral team, um, and we so, so appreciate them in the church. Um, Jared and Lynn are our assistant pastors, and so they're incredible leaders here and really help uh, share the pastoral load and the leadership load uh, as a church. And then Mitch and Larissa are our youth and creative pastors here and are doing an incredible job. And so I just want to, like, we could not, like, Deb and I, we could not do what we do without the the support and the shoulders of these guys. And we just, like, um, God has got such an incredible plan for our church that everyone would know the love of God, and that happens through people and our community. And so I just want to encourage you, if you're feeling like a stirring around, like, this pastoral grace in your life, to love people, to shepherd, to, you know, oversee. Life groups are a great place to start, for one thing. But these guys here, I just want to take a moment to honour them. So let's just put our hands together again for them. They're an incredible, incredible pastoral care team. So you may be seated. And Mitch and Liz are doing an amazing job uh, with our youth as well, and it's really exciting. Um, And so cool to have some young people here today as well. There it is. <laughs> um, in our first service, uh, Renee was here. Um, and if you don't know Renee's story, she had her baby at 24 weeks, um, which is really premature. If you don't know, it's meant to be about 40 weeks. And so um, her wee baby, Olivia, is has been doing so, so well. And I just want to commend you as a church just for being 
all in on the support for Renee. Um, like, if you're not a part of our prayer messenger feed, there is so much encouragement, support, prayers, heartfelt cries for uh, this family. And so um, Olivia is now about 27 weeks old, and every time there's a challenge with her, everyone rallies and prays, and then there's a breakthrough. And we're going to pray that there's going to be less and less of those challenges, but um, yeah, we just stood with her this morning and just prayed over her. And so just want to encourage you as well to be praying over Olivia and Renee. And if you're going through anything as well, don't go through stuff alone. Like we really want to be able to support you and pray for you and uh, so that you're connected and supported in whatever you're processing as well. Another cool win today is that we have Lisa and Paul here. I wonder if, could you guys stand up? Sorry, Paul. I know you love this moment. Uh, And so these guys are such a fantastic couple in our church life. And um, Lisa, as many of you know, has um, been, what do we say, has been battling a form of cancer. And she's coming. (laughs) What's going to happen? All right, well, come on up, Lisa. Can you... St- okay, give me the mic. Okay. What do you have to do to get the mic? I don't know. <laughs> I love this mic. Hey, hallelujah. You know, it's just the highest praise of God, isn't it? Yeah, you know, hallelujah, hallelujah. I stand here and I'm free of cancer. I mean, it's, it's just a miracle. It, if you knew my diagnosis, it is a miracle. And um, it was so close to the wall. I mean, you know, they didn't didn't expect the outcome that I've had. And they're just like, wow. Uh, they expected the, to tell me my results on Tuesday and the nurse just rang up and went, oh my gosh, you won't believe it. Um, your lymph nodes are clear. Uh, even on this... Even, Yeah, it it is just, but you know what, my heart just wants to thank you, that's why I've grabbed the mic, because it is, you know, heart for family, heart for the house, you guys have loved me through this so much, you know, and God, Father God, it just loves his children loving one another, I know it's the most pleasing thing to him, and you know, they'll know us by our love for one another, and you guys have loved me, and if you don't know me, I'm going to love you, okay? (laughs) And just value that. Treasure it. It's so precious. We have an amazing church family. And it's my relationship with God too. But, you know, I was talking to him the other night, and I said, what is is in the way of the relationship? And he just said, well, it's our will. And um, so when we just, you know, what attached to our will is our emotions. So emotions can get in the way of our will. But when we just address those emotions and we line up with his will, then the relationship really flows out of that. So relationship with each other and with God is so powerful. But Asa Williams, what are our, pra- what are our prayers? They're powerful. They're so powerful because we, he loves in us. But anyway, I'll give it back. Don't, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> Never, stay, just stay here for a moment. Let's just, um, let's just declare like total well-being over Lisa 
Jesus, we just thank you for the fullness of your blessing over here right now, and we just declare complete well-being, absolute, this is a cancer-free zone right here, and we bless her with ongoing health, and that she would have health every single day of her life in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. So good. Not everyone can have the microphone, just saying. But Lisa, I trust you. <laughs> She's in the circle of trust. Ah. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, what, uh, all right, we've got Chloe down here. Chloe Diarth. Can you please stand up, Chloe? <laughs> Chloe Diarth, she is amazing. Incredible, and um, if you don't know Chloe, she has been on assignment with her family in Arnhem Land now for the last four-ish years, and uh, it's it's so awesome to have you with us. She paid her own airfares and Storm Camp Rego to get to New Zealand for Storm Camp. So if you, yeah, it's not cheap, and she's made an amazing investment. Chloe, it's been so cool. She's been staying in our family um, for the last few weeks. It's been so cool having you with us, so... Yay, Chloe! And actually, I'm going, um, I'm flying over to Arnhem Land tomorrow to go see Chris and visit them uh, for a week or so. So that's going to be awesome. Um, all right. So this morning, yeah, Heart for the House. Um, and you've already seen, hopefully, just actually today, that we actually have a real heart for each other, don't we? It's so cool. Um, and over the last Four and a half years, as Deb and I have been um, leading the church, we've been just kind of finding our way with, hey, what does leading a church look like? And what are we, why are we doing what we're doing? And what does God want us to do for our church and for our community? And in this whole process, we've been just kind of discovering like what our strategy is, what our mission is, what our vision is. And so I just thought I'd share today just a couple of things around our purpose, our mission, our purpose, which is our mission, and our strategy before we get these uh, guys up. Um, and it's, the idea behind this is that you can go, oh, okay, I didn't realize that that was the church's purpose. And I didn't realize how I could be connected into the strategy to see the mission happen. So that's, that's the thought behind this today. So our, what we've got is we've got belong, be loved, and be the light. There are our three amazing uh, purpose statements. To belong, This is the idea behind this is that people People would come into our community, our church family, and that they would actually ha- they would encounter an irresistible atmosphere of God's love through us. You know, the, the, it, actually, whatever they're believing at this point, when people come in, it's actually irrelevant. It doesn't matter because they're actually just experiencing what inclusion, what family, what connection feels like, and so we. We have belong here, and we have this before believing. We want people to come to faith and experience what it is in the richest sense of the form to have a relationship with Jesus. But, you know, Jesus just hung out with people. He hung out with everyone. He said, hey, you can come and be a part of my family. So that's our first um, purpose statement, our purpose word. Uh, Be loved. This is about knowing the Father's incredible love. So we're here because, as a church, we want everyone to encounter the richness of the Father's love. 
Like we think that's pretty important to know that every single person in this room today is a child of God, that you're not here from an accident. The Bible says that you are actually brought near by the blood of Jesus and you're brought near to the Father and his love through his sacrifice. And that releases this flow of love and belonging across your life. The, the third one is to be the light. As a church, we're not just going to be introspective. We're not going to just, this is not church Sunday morning. This is a service for our church. Church is who you are during the week as well. Like this is, uh, we're called to be a city on a hill. We're actually called to be noticed in our town and community. We're not called to be a small house church, Thrive. We believe that we actually have a mandate on, our, on ourselves as a church to reach 10,000 souls in this community. Like that's a big, like maybe it should be bigger. But Jesus is like, hey, you are here so that you can reveal the love of God to the world. So we've got belong, be loved, and be the light. So our strategy to actually see that, hey, what does that mean? Like, be long, be loved, be the light. That sounds really nice. But what does it actually mean? And how do we actually partner with, this, uh, with, this, with these purpose statements as a church? How do you partner with these purpose statements um, as a church? And so I've got four words here today that I just want to share with you. And this is around about partnering... Uh, for you to consider, how could, how could you partner with our vision if you're not yet partnering with our vision? And um, so the first one we have here is the word serve. Serve. It's a great word. You know, we actually want to role model this as servant leaders. Like Jesus came into the world. His, one of his last acts that we remember him doing was to wash his disciples' feet. You know, unless you serve one another, you can't have any part in me. You know, like, it, that's actually, and, and we're actually called to express this humble nature, this, this humble nature of Jesus Christ to the world by serving one another. And you can do that on Sunday mornings. You can get involved with a host team. You can get involved with a life group, and you don't have to lead it, but you can still serve people within the life group context. If you're here today and you actually aren't feeling that sense of connection with the church, you know, one of the best things that you could do is actually start serving on the host team in the church. It's a great way to meet people. It's a great way to get involved with others and other leaders around you as well. It's a great way to feel supported as well. So serve, give, so this is around, uh, this is actually what, what can we do with what we have? What, what, what can we give with what we have? And, you know, something that you could do, I've got two things on give today. One is give prayers. Like give your prayers to others. Give your prayers to leadership. Give your prayers. Take those moments when you're driving, when you're doing the dishes, to be praying for others, to be praying for your life group leader. Like it really, this, this can only happen through prayer. Like it's engaging. The prayers of the righteous are powerful and effective. That means when we're not praying, we're actually powerless and ineffective. So we want to really encourage the level of prayer in this church. We have our prayer meetings every second week um, on Monday nights. You're welcome to be engaged with that. It's so important to be praying. The other way that you can give is actually by investing financially. This is about developing that generosity muscle. And, and I believe that each one of us are created to live for a cause that is bigger than ourselves. Like every one of us, uh, you know, if, if, if our world is only as big as ourselves, then it's not a big world. 
Like Jesus has the greatest cause and purpose, uh, you know, on the planet, we believe. And so a part of, you know, uh, sort of connecting and partnering with that cause happens through giving financially. So the church is equipped, is equipped to do great things in our community and in our, um, a, a, a together as well. Um, next one is connect. This next word. So this is about developing a connection and a heart to care for others. This is about connecting with people and with people's needs inside and outside of the church. This is about connecting and, and caring for people in your life group. This is about connecting and caring for your neighbors. This is with this living life on the front foot. Just going, hey, look, I, I want to connect with you. I want to, I want to be your friend. I want to offer a smile. I want to, you know, I want to, I want to actually include you in what's going on in my life. And on that note, the last one is the word invite. Such an interesting word, isn't it? Invite. This is about, okay, well, maybe you've connected with someone, but how can I include you into what God's doing in our world? Do I just need to invite you over for a coffee and have a chat? Do I need to invite you to church on Sunday? Do I, how can I invite you to share in this experience of what it means to have a relationship with Jesus? How can I invite you? How can I be on the front foot? And on a Sunday morning, we kind of, uh, we manage this, um, this kind of tension between us and our services because we want a church where we experience, you know, the goodness of God's presence, you know, the freedom and the joy, and we can have worship and encounter with God. And then we also want a church where people who have no reference point for Christianity, no understanding of what's going on, can come into our church on a Sunday morning and not be completely weirded out by what's going on. Because it's, I mean, like, glory. Wouldn't it be amazing if every Sunday we just had angels and ministry and just glory and glory and people were speaking in their prayer, heavenly language from the front. But then how people coming into that, what does that mean? And so we, we manage this paradigm. And so we want to make it as easy as, we, as possible to see people save and encounter Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible says that heaven rejoices, that angels have a party when someone comes into salvation. And so we want to make sure that we're actually creating a place where that can happen on Sunday mornings. So there we go. Serve, give, connect, and invite. Maybe you're doing some of them. Maybe you're doing nothing or none of them. And I just want to encourage you, the way that you could engage in our purpose, in our mission as a church, perhaps is to just take one of those things and go, I can start with that. That is my, that's the thing I'm going to launch off with in my partnership with Thrive. So good? Does that make sense? Awesome. All right. I want to uh, just welcome up Sean and Edward. These guys, these guys are Thrive uh, trustees. So, um, I'm, yeah, we basically, we sat down as a, um, we've got the big guns here, that's right. This is um, Edward, yeah, he does CrossFit now, and that was a photo we took pre-service. Um, so, as a, as a um, trustee team, we sat down a, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we just thought, hey, we need to talk with our church family about our general budget for a couple of 
couple of reasons, basically. Like, let's just be real, and it's it's just really interesting. Some people of you guys, some of you guys, would be really excited to know numbers and like how things are allocated and that sort of thing. And other people, you'd be like, whatever. So I understand that this is going to be this is not your usual Sunday morning message, but we just think it's really important that you know, we give this opportunity to actually talk about where our finances are allocated and why we give kind of, eh? So, hand over to you guys. Thanks. Sweet. Thanks, Glenn. Morning, everybody. Um, just before we get going, there's a, yeah, just a little um, a testimony, I suppose, I wanted to share from something about nearly 15 years ago um, around, around giving. And uh, I think it was about 2006, maybe, 2005, can't quite remember exactly, but we only had uh, two kids at the time, and we were living in Wellington, and, um, and weren't earning huge income at all. Katie was at home, and I was working, and yeah, we sort of had to, had to watch every penny, and uh, every cent, sorry, oh, penny, That's, haven't had pennies, haven't been pennies in my lifetime, <laughs> watch every cent. Um, and uh, so, but this one particular year, I got a I got a bonus for you know, having a just doing well during the year. It wasn't a big bonus at all, but it was a bonus. And it was awesome, and uh, it was nice to be recognised. But um, for me, you know, at that time, you know, there was so much, um, so many things we needed, I suppose, as a family, and so much money to, that we that we could have done with. And I got this bonus. I don't know what to do with it because I could have spent it on so many different things. So I just sort of put it away for a while and thought I'll just let it sit and and uh, really consider. Um, what I want to do with that, and but one thing I wanted to do was was give part of it to God because if it wasn't for Him, I wouldn't have got the bonus. So I was like, right, I need to I need to give some of that, and um, and so I just sat on it for a while, and then just come up with a sum of two hundred and fifty dollars, and it was a bit of a tough one because two hundred and fifty dollars was well over the ten percent. I was like, oh Lord, you know, really? But anyway, I was like, okay, two hundred and fifty it is. So um, and there was a and and it was for a person that we know of or had knew down in um, Christchurch down here. And they had been really struggling for a couple of years because they had um, had a had a uh, not a back injury but just a back problem, which meant that they were an, they were an apprentice builder. And of course, you need to be healthy and fit if you're going to be a builder. And uh, he couldn't do that, so he had to quit his job. And he essentially spent uh, the best part of a year on his back. He could only stand for about 30 minutes at a time, and then he'd have to go back and lie down for a couple of hours. So he, he couldn't do anything. Couldn't even sit in the car and drive to Kaikoura or up to Picton for a holiday. He just couldn't sit for that long. So anyway, so we thought, well, we'll give him uh, this $250. And so Katie's, uh, my wife's um, sister, is a youth pastor at a church in town. And uh, so we said, look, could you take this money for us, put it in an envelope, and, and give it to this person Anonymously, we didn't want them to feel like they were going to be beholden to us for any any money that we gave them. So, this money got through, and we didn't sort of hear anything. So that's cool. Don't need to hear anything. We just wanted to bless them with that sum of money. And then, um, about two months later, they uh, the, the word came back that the that the money was exactly the right amount that uh, that he needed to be able to pay his uh, portion of the rate. So he was young fella renting with three or four other guys and you know m- not working and uh, lying on his back money was a real problem and when he was when you're on ACC and and, and uh, you get 80 percent of your wage and when you're a builder's apprentice 80 you know you don't get a lot and 80 percent of not a lot is really not a lot so he was struggling and so that money was exactly the amount he needed to contribute to his to his uh, to his rates and it was just you know it was just really cool that it was um, 
made me feel awesome. We were just so stoked to be able to be part of that and, uh, and, and, and giving that money. And I just, I suppose, with that message, I want to encourage people, you know, when you give, you just don't know who you're going to impact and uh, whose life you're going to touch for whatever reason. So, yeah. Cool. So, um, as Glenn said, uh, we wanted to uh, have a quick chat to you about our, uh, the budget for Running Thrive. Uh, so all of this, you know, this awesome stuff that we do here and we see here, just it doesn't just happen without money. Um, so we thought it would be really cool for everybody here just to have a bit of a snapshot of, you know, if you're tithing, you know, where the money goes and, and what it goes towards. And also the other thing I suppose we wanted to bring to everyone's attention, because we're all a family and I suppose, you know, everyone here's got an income, they have a budget, and sometimes things get tight, and sometimes there's a bit of surplus, and so, you know, generally you talk about it as a family. If you've got a surplus, what are you going to do with it? And uh, if things are a bit tight, you need to tighten your belt and stop uh, buying all that ice cream or those cups of coffee or whatever it might be, well, you say to the family, hey, look, you know, this month we just can't do that because we need to save a bit of money. So um, I suppose we just want to let you know as well, and it's a bit tough to sit up here and talk about finances, and because um, people do, people in this church are so generous, and uh, it is hard sometimes to sit here and talk about money, but we did want to say that, that it is a bit tight at the moment, you know, there's a, a couple of circumstances have changed, and, um, and so we are having to tighten our belt a wee bit, and just, and, and look at the next few months, so uh, we just wanted to let people know that's where it's at, that's a bit, you know, that's real, it's been great for a, for a year, and it's a bit tight now, so um, yeah, if you've got any great ideas, we'd love to hear them, and, uh, and if you've got any money, we'd love to receive that too. <laughs> just put it out there, so I'll hand over to Sean. Thank you. Yeah, well, I'll second that on Edward. Money is always an interesting uh, topic to talk about, but no, it's it's good. And um, yeah, it's something that, and even in my life, like I, you know, I deal in business, and and money's coming, going all the time. And and you know, I enjoy the process of working with money, but I was always taught that it's not something we worship; it's something that we use. It's purely a resource. So you know, it comes and it goes out, but we have the um, yeah the ability to do what we want with it. And so that's that's the whole um, that's the whole idea. So yeah, it's, I love the um, the idea idea of the village well where you know money almost is that center of, of resource that we need to survive but it's not the thing that we worship God's the thing we worship and so um, yeah there's a cool quote by Zig Ziglar here money isn't the most important thing in life but it's reasonably close to oxygen so if you don't have it you're in big trouble so um, so yeah that's that sort of part of this whole thing is is unpacking some of the um, finances around what's going on and trustees but also um, yeah talking loosely around tithing and giving and, and where we're sitting so that's what we're uh, yeah we're going to have a crack at now so I don't know whether that flow chart is up on there yep there we go. Thanks, Sean. So that's uh, that there, in summary, is our budget. So you can see at the top there, general budget, $369,000. So that's essentially what it costs to uh, keep this place going for the year. So for engineers and accountants and any lovers of data, this graph will speak to you in more ways than one. Um, we love graphs at work. I'm an engineer, and uh, they're just awesome. So... <laughs> So, uh, so starting at the bottom of the graph, because um, we just wanted to mix it up a wee bit, our, uh, our general expenses. So you can see the, down the bottom there, zero, fifty thousand, hundred thousand. That's the, uh, that's the, that's how it's made up. So just over fifty thousand there, fifty-six thousand seven hundred dollars to be exact, uh, goes into our general expenses. So things uh, that are included in that are accounting and bank fees, cleaning, really practical stuff, hospitality, pastoral care. Um, production costs, stationery, you know, the paper there, 
um, training conferences and courses and visiting speakers. We'd like to be able to bless those people when they, when they come and speak to us. So uh, $56,700 goes into our general expenses. The next one is um, ministry operating expenses, so that is sitting at about 21000 So that's obviously our kids' ministry, creative, girl time, uh, men's events, multimedia, music, pantry, young adults, and youth. So just a lot of those um, overall ministry operating expenses, which uh, we all get to uh, enjoy those events, so they all take money. So there's about 21000 uh, sitting in there. Cool. And actually, before I go, I just wanted to um, make mention of, you know, the graph there looks awesome, and the uh, the numbers are, you know, the 56,700 I mentioned before. All of that stuff's well accounted for by uh, Jared's amazing wife, Rowena Van Burkle. She's not here today, but she does such a fabulous job in the day-to-day life of, uh, of Thrive of keeping this in order for us. You know, none of this is possible without someone there uh, as diligent as, as Ro is, and she loves it. Like, she loves the numbers and she loves the detail and sometimes I'll send her an email questioning something in there and I think well, you know, at work if I question an accountant's numbers they're really offended because they think I'm attacking them but but Ro loves it she's oh no more questions Edward more questions because she just loves getting into the financial details so she does an amazing job so if you see her around like you know just be awesome to acknowledge her and just how amazing she is in, in keeping this sort of thing in order because it's not easy um uh, keeping this stuff together. So right, moving on to wages. See that big orange line there? That's by far and away our biggest, our biggest spend that we have here. So you know, if you look around you, the the room here is full of people, and so to look after people and to connect with people, it takes people. Maybe in the future it might be computers or something. I don't know. It would be a bit horrible, wouldn't it? But I think we'll keep to we'll keep to people. But you know, when we've got people in the uh, in the church that are working here, you know, they need to be paid. So uh, so uh, our biggest spend on on uh, in the in the church by far is is wage. That's two hundred and seven thousand dollars to be exact. And I think it'd be awesome if we could pay people even more. But we can't. You know, as a reality, we have a budget we have to stick to. So. That's what we spend it on, but it's a um, again, it's a it's a significant investment, and um, but we're a significant investment sitting in here, in the whole of Rangura and North Canterbury, and that vision that Glenn's talked about before of ten thousand is a huge vision and a massive investment to get into those people is required and to bring them into our church, and so that's why we spend what we do on on wages because we want to be able to reach that ten thousand. Yeah, no, definitely. So, yeah, like in trustees, we'll often talk about anything we're increasing in wages is always an investment. That, that's, a, that's a big part of it. Um, you know, you're talking about building power, all that sort of stuff's pretty mundane, and one plus one equals two, but if we're putting money into wages, and it is quite significant, that's something where, you know, we're really focusing on growing youth and um, pastoral care, all those sort of services that, that are really important to the whole family and, and our whole community as well. Um, the next one we've got here is missions, so there's uh, 24,700, pretty exact again. Um, so that, that's a really uh, yeah, awesome area where we can um, sow into ministries or missionaries all around the world. So we've got um, teams like MAF, uh, Julian Jeff in Cambodia, um, and there's a whole lot of others um, all around the world as well that we're supporting there. So that, and that's really exciting. Um, there's also the Big Give offering is, is in that as well, and that's uh, local missions, um, which is really exciting, like our party in the parks and uh, other things that we all get to enjoy. And, um, yeah, and it's a great way of um, giving back to our community as well. So. 
Cool. And then up there, second to top, running costs. That's the really exciting stuff, like electricity, which uh, is sort of right up there with uh, with money and oxygen in a way. We kind of need it to uh, need it to survive, keep yourselves warm, keep the lights on. Um, some improvements to the building comes out of that $53,000 up there. Uh, insurance, rates, rent, um, a bit of maintenance on the building. Uh, security monitoring as well, telephone and internet, you know, it's all the, all the basic stuff, uh, but uh, $53,000 goes into into just keeping this place going. Yep, and the last one is advertising, see so 7000 in there, so that's all the uh, printing, signage, uh, Facebook advertising, and any other uh, bits and pieces we do in newspapers and things, so that's just getting our uh, great name out there and our signage and, and all that sort of thing, which is definitely a very critical part of what we do. Uh, web design, making sure that people know who we are and how to find us. Absolutely. You know, I think we have another slide or another PowerPoint that comes up. There we go. So on top of that 369, we've got uh, um, a Big Give Missions offering, uh, which we received 34500 and so far I've commissioned 16600 of it. So Glenn mentioned before some money that was uh, given into uh, Kevin Knight and keeping that uh, the medical supplies topped up. So a real practical thing. So there's heaps of other things you, know, you can see up there that we do. Big brother, big sisters, um, Christmas production that we have, Christmas hampers, real practical thing at Christmas time. Jared's amazing trip to India. Um, Kevin Forlong in Switzerland. You know, I'm not sure if you've seen his, uh, some of his posts on Facebook, but he's doing some amazing stuff with Planet Shakers at the moment, opening a new church over in Switzerland. Uh, MAF, so there's you know, Chloe's family over in uh, Arnhem Land. Uh, Mana for Life, uh, Philippines, Prison Fellowship and Rachel's House. You know, some of the real practical things that uh, this money goes into. Yeah, then on top of that, we've got the Thrive Expansion Fund. So, um, yeah, just trying to expand what we're doing in terms of the building, um, land, or just anything in general that God's leading us um, to spend money on that will expand um, our impact in the community. So, so that's been really exciting. There's been, um, obviously, the seed offering. There was uh, 117,000 pledged there, which is really, really amazing. And that just shows how um, how people do want to sow seeds into these um, growth areas, which is really, really cool. And, and um, yeah, and looking forward to seeing uh, you know, what happens in that next step as well. Well, so there's 46,000 come in, 117,000 pledged. Um, and then, yeah, I'll go back on to you. Cool. So uh, I just, I guess we just really want to celebrate, you know, what we're able to do with the money that we receive. You know, it's, it's not, you know, we're not just sowing into the community here uh, and into supporting each other and, and, and that vision of 10,000 people for here. There really are people around the world that, uh, that the money that comes in, uh, goes out to you know we're blessing people in Cambodia and you know we'll never well most of us will probably never see exactly where that goes to help but I just really want you to know that that's where it goes and I suppose you know as you you know for those that do tithe that that you know just know that it's being you know Sean and myself and and Glenn we and uh, and Lynn and Peter you know we really try and steward that money as best we can to sow it into those into those right areas. And, um, and I suppose for those that, those that don't, you know, just, I suppose this, the idea of this is to give you a bit of an idea about where the money does go and how you can practically, you know, is so into and if you want to, you know, to partner with, the, uh, with Thrive, with the church, you know, it's a really practical way you can partner. It doesn't require any of your time out the back as a, as a uh, host team member or, or even working in children's church. You can, you know, giving is a really awesome way to partner and, and so into some of the things we've just spoken about. Um, 
and if we go to the next slide, please. There we go. So over the last uh, 16, from the 16-17 financial year to the 17-18 financial year, our, uh, our income giving's gone from 376,500 to 438,000. That's awesome. That is such a massive increase. You're looking at 60 to 70 thousand dollars of increase there in the last year. That's amazing. You know, that's just how amazing and how generous people are here. If I think back to when I first um, started on the trustees about probably four years ago now, maybe five, probably four, uh, we were at 250,000 uh, a year for income, and uh, we we set our budget and uh, based on on the previous year, and. Uh, we sort of set it, and it, oh, it might have gone up a little bit, and we thought, oh, well, that's not hugely exciting. Um, let's make it a bit more exciting. So we sort of said, right, oh, we, need to, we need to have a bit of, you know, we talk about faith in church, yet we're sitting here being very practical, not talking about any faith at all in our budget. So we said, right, oh, what's a good faithful amount that we would like to see the budget increase by so we can do more things? And, uh, and so we set $50,000 as the, as the increase we wanted to see in our, in our tithes and income, uh, on top of the 250,000 we we were expecting to receive, based on you know historical fact, and over the course of the year we watched it, we watched it, we watched it, and we got just about exactly that amount. I think it might have been $52,000, about $2,000 more than what we actually set out to get. And you know we didn't do anything to receive that other than just have faith that it would come in, and it did. And then you know and as you as you've heard with us talking here it was able to go and do some amazing things for, for amazing people. And uh, we'd love to obviously, um, we'd love to see that go up even more. You know, you look at now, we're at sitting at $438,000, and you've heard the things we do. You know, we run this building, and we give internationally, and we give locally with our vision for 10,000 people. Imagine if that 438 doubled and went up to $900,000. Then we're talking about nearly a million dollars. Imagine what we could do with a million dollars. I don't know how we'd get to a million dollars. We just, you know, it'll, it'll just get there one day. But it would be awesome to be able to just go and do so much more with more money. There's just, there is so much you can do. And, uh, and I guess the, this is my challenge. I mean, I, if I go back, I don't know how many years when I started tithing, um, it was a real challenge to tithe, you know, to, to, to hand over some of your hard-earned money um, but at the end of the day, it's God's money. He's given us that ability to earn it. So I suppose my, my challenge is if, is, if, is if you're not tithing, really consider how um, you can tithe. It doesn't have to be uh, any set amount. It's anything you've got that you can give um, really goes practically into, into helping us provide for the needs out there, but also to, to, you know, to help get our vision of 10,000 people here. So just imagine if 10 people started giving $50 a week what that would look like over the course of the year. It doesn't take much to go such to go a long, long way. Um, it would be awesome to see that happen. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so like for me, tithing is is one of those um, you know living great principles. Um, something that I was really blessed to um, to be drummed into me as as a child. Um, we grew up in a family where we always had money and and it was always very well stewarded and looked after. And um, but yeah, it was just that principle of money comes in and money goes out. But but just having that um, strong principle that a tithe is that ten percent and it's that first ten percent um, that comes in and it automatically gets set aside. And and I've always lived by that. For me, it's the biggest investment um, or the most treasured investment that I make in the business is always that 10%. It's the, it would always be the last expense I would ever cut out of anything because for me, it helps me to sit in, um, in that faith zone but also in that sweet zone knowing that God has got my business in hand 
Um, if I'm not, if I'm outside of that 10%, I, I feel like I'm in shaky waters. So, yeah, it's, a, it's one of those, um, yeah, it's keeping God in the driver's seat, and we do scrap over that a little bit sometimes, but, um, yeah, we try and keep it, um, keep it right. But um, I love uh, Proverbs 11.25. The Bible says a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will also be refreshed. And, um, and we see that in the church. You know, like a, a large portion of this money really is there to, to make sure that each person in this family is well cared for. Um, like we've seen it in Renee and, and with Lisa. And like as a family, we're here to support each other. And when one of us is down and, and is struggling or, or things are tough, then we have a large body of believers that come in and can support each other. And it takes money to do that. And, and it is just one of those things. So, you know, our family feels a strong responsibility in our tithe to make sure that we're contributing so that if we are in need, that we have contributed um, to the family. So that, yeah, that's just a really strong value for me. Uh, I love Isaiah 43, 7. Um, they are my people. I created each of them to bring me glory. Um, and what I grab out of that is, is what I do, um, I'm created to glorify God. Um, and in my giving and my praise and the way I think and the way I act, yeah, everything I do is there to glorify God. And my tithe, my giving, that's a, it's, it's a big part of why and how I glorify God in my life as well. So, so yeah, just, um, yeah, I just want to... Um, Bless you guys, and just say you are a really generous family, and it's really awesome to to see what's happening and to see people be healed, to see people supporting and loving each other. And, and you know what Glenn was talking about? I love that invite word. I think that's fantastic. Like opening up your life to invite others in is, is sometimes, that's the greatest thing you can ever do. But, um, but yeah, so no, thanks heaps for your time. And uh, last off, I think we're going to uh, have a look at the big screen for some highlights on Storm Camp. Isn't that exciting? What an incredible uh, media team just did so well um, there over the week as well. But in that, you see many, many lives being impacted. And um, there was even a team that went out one of the days down um, High Street here and were just ministering to people. Um, young people being courageous, praying for people on the street is just like, that is deeply satisfying as a pastor when you're seeing that kind of level of courage um, going on with your congregation and, and that encouragement to really engage people where they're at. Um, so didn't these guys do well? Edward and Sean, let's put our hands together for these guys. <laughs> and... Like it is, um, I know it looks like we've increased and we have increased, like we really have increased in our giving, but a lot of that giving has gone to our expansion fund and our mission fund, and it's our general budget that actually is just feeling a little bit of the squeeze at the moment. So would you consider with Jesus how you could if you're not yet contributing financially? It would be so amazing. Last thing I just want to mention today is that um, we, from our big give fund, we're able to um, invest into a 24-7 high school youth worker at Rangiora High. So it's really exciting. We are 95% of the way there, and so we'll find out within the first couple of weeks of next term if it's an absolute locked-in, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. But this is, you know, frontline mission field into our high school. So this is really exciting. The the team at um, at 24-7 and Rangiora High are really excited about who this person Person is in going in. So just wanted to share another amazing win that comes from your generosity, really. So how about we all just stand up right now and um, we'll finish real shortly. I'm going to pray for you, actually, and then I think we can finish immediately.
So, come on. Yeah, Jesus. For any more information on this sermon or any additional resources, visit us at thrivechurch.co.nz.